Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And it's so important to really recognize that, especially in these times, we really need to take a look at everybody from a perspective of kindness and acceptance and really not judging people from so many different ways and things that that really push us and make us feel separate and apart from one another and really set the stage for anger and distrust and, and all sorts of other things. So I'm really happy today to have a special guest who's going to talk about what it's like to not pay attention to other people's words and views and to really find her own space. And I'm talking about Betsy Cerullo, who doesn't put up with the nonsense that she hears from those who attempt to diminish women, the LGBTQ community, and racially diverse people. And you shouldn't either. Betsy founded her own professional staffing and executive search firm called AdNet. And AdNet is focused on providing exemplary human capital management services to government and corporate clients throughout the U.S. In her book, and it's a really powerful book, Shake It Off Leadership, Achieving Success Through the Eyes of Our Labels, Betsy offers guidance on how she claimed her labels and made them her fuel for her great success. She shares how it can transform your life as well as your business. Hello, Betsy Cerullo. How are you? I'm great, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me today. And how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And, you know, what we're talking about today and what you're presenting, like I said earlier, it's so very important. So give our listeners, Betsy, a little bit of your backstory before you even began to write Shake It Off. Well, I'd been in business for a long time. Uh, started my company, which is professional staffing, consulting, executive search. Started it in 1990. And I was from a time where women were um, – refused banking finance for the most part simply because we were women. So I came up in those ranks where we tended to be pushed into the the background. And I had to uh, professionally fight my way to the front. And, uh, you know, it's, it's 
still occurs, certainly not in the same way it did 30 years ago, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll attribute some of that uh, feistiness and tenacity to the fact that I was raised by a very strong Italian mother from New Jersey and the youngest of five, you know, again, in a demonstrative Italian Catholic family. So uh, they, they, I learned a lot of grit from my childhood. And, you know, we need grit these days. But what's very important is, again, people, do, people aren't aware of, of some of the backstories and the times that, that other people grew up in and, like, what you had to do to kind of be able to make your way because women were not accepted in, in the way that, that men were in so many different ways. And, and that's, like you said, that's still going on. So, Shake It Off Leadership, it's a powerful book. Talk a little bit about why you felt the need to write it, and, and I agree with you, but I want our listeners to, to, to understand that. Well, it, it came at a point where, you know, I've had a, I've been fortunate to have a successful career and, and build a, uh, a wonderful family uh, but what came with that were a lot of sacrifices and um, different obstacles. And I was motivated to be able to put it down in writing so that there would be other people coming up behind me that perhaps I could inspire to not give up and to see that, that uh, those of us who have even achieved success, whatever your version of success is, We've all had challenges, and we're not alone in those challenges. So I, I, I really wanted that to be part of just a, you know, a, a legacy and a, um, a tool for learning for the, for the up-and-coming generations. And, you know, that's very important. Like, like I said, people don't know what, what, what your struggles were, my struggles were, right. a lot of other women and other people's struggles were, and it's important to recognize that as well as to feel empowered by those that came before to help them like you have, like you have, and you're not just have, you're still doing, you know, so it's not just in the past. So you talk a lot about labels and you had to many different kinds of labels given who you are and your beliefs so tell our listeners what kinds of challenges and, and, and criticisms and whatever you had to endure from other people. Well, aside from being a woman, uh, I, I came out as a lesbian in the early 1980s. I was in college. And um, though I come from a very loving family, it, my choices were not readily accepted. Um, you know, strong Catholic beliefs that doesn't fit in terms of what the beliefs are. And there was a lot of pushback. So, uh, you know, you have that label. You come in, I come into business and back in the, in the 90s, you know, 80s and 90s up until, you know, even sometimes now for people, you just didn't really, really, really talk about it. It, it wasn't smart. It was almost like professional suicide if I were, if I were to have come out in the nineties. Um, so that was always 
uh, a secondary part of myself that was in the shadows. And, you know, Joanne, that's, that's hard. You know, when you can't bring your full self, and it doesn't mean that you talk about uh, aspects of your personal life because there's a reason why there's a line of a professional life and a personal life. But when you're, you're in conversations uh, with people that are feeling proud about their, uh, their relationship or their family, uh, I didn't feel that safety to be able to have those kind of conversations. So there's, there's that label. Um, you know, I'll put my label now that I happen to be an, an elder because of my age. And ageism is a very real issue right now in the workplace where people are cast to the side because we're older, we, you know, whether we look older, we move a little bit slower, yet in the end, employers are coming back to our generation to rehire because we come from a work ethic where we showed up even if the world was falling apart. That's, that's great, and sometimes that was a detriment. But we have this work ethic that was ingrained from uh, our, our parents' generation. So, um, you know, so those are, those are my labels. Now you talk about You know, about it's people. really important to be able to, to see, again, what labels can do. Like you were talking mm-hmm. about not being able to speak your truth or be able to be engaged in conversation because of, of who you are and your beliefs and what you represent. And it's interesting because I, I have a client who may be fired from her job because of ageism. Mm-hmm. And like it's you wrong. said, you know, sometimes the discrimination or whatever is subtle but sometimes it's it's right there and again it doesn't it doesn't look at who we truly are all of, all of our wonderful aspects but really hones in on certain diminishing what what other people can view as diminishing qualities and sets us apart so i'm so glad that that you represent Standing in your power and your truth to be able to help to help other not just women but other people too. Absolutely, but absolutely. Speaking of women, because you and I are both females, mm-hmm. and we've gone through different things from men, given you know, given our gender and also families and their belief system. What are some of the inequities that? women face in business and personal lives, even though, again, it could be more subtle, but they still exist? Well, you know, there's, there's uh, a, a term that we're hearing a lot more about now is unconscious bias. And sometimes it's the unspoken. You know, when, when people are around women or any other diverse group and someone may have had a belief system ingrained in them uh, but are not overt about it. So, for instance, if you look at the world of hiring, 
we still see that uh, diverse groups, uh, women being one of them, especially and especially people of color, there's not always fairness in hiring. And, and I think what occurs is that some decision makers, they're, they're used to the way it always was. And, uh, well, it's easier, I need to get this position filled, so I'm just going to hire this person over here because I know they can do it, which is fine. Yet, if they take a little bit extra time, it, there might be, and more often is, people from diverse groups who are represented in that hiring process. But, you know, the old school thinking does not always allow for uh, diverse, diverse hiring, and that's unfortunate. So how have you actually addressed it in business? Well, I have been fortunate with the relationships that I've built with my customers that they they trust me, uh, where when I see the hiring process, whether it's on our executive search side or it's on the contractual side, that I or another uh, executive in, in my organization can pick up the phone and have a conversation with the with the hiring manager and say, you know, we, we just want to point out to you, here's your theme of how you've been hiring. Um, we're asking that you look at, at these other choices. Uh, I've had customers come back to me and say, well, I want to I wanna pay the person uh, this uh, this in, this salary, which was higher than what was originally expected, and I've gone back to the customer and said, "Okay, so I want you to know here's the history of what your salary has been. Salaries have been. If you come in and make this offer, here's the perception that's going to occur. And it turns out that sometimes those conversations have occurred for the hiring of a white male. And I've had to say." If you really want to stay in line with the right perception for your entire organization, you need to keep the salary where it is. Now, in my business, when it comes to the executive search side, we're paid a larger fee based on a higher salary. But for me, it's about equity. So I have to sometimes go back and guide my customers on how to rethink the approach. And, and I have to tell you, I haven't gotten pushback because – People appreciate the honest conversation because I'm trying to help them to not get in trouble and expose themselves legally. And I think that's that's important. Again, the, the trust a- aspect that you were talking about with you, you know, you and your customers. That's key. I think that's key in any business to be able to retain people and move forward. And what you were saying about a house, how sometimes groups are really singled out. I just heard something on the news earlier that that in terms of police readiness to or, or just response in in some of the black communities it's it's slower than in white communities, which can cause a lot of problems if if we're not getting the protection that we need. So sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's outright and sometimes it's not even done intentionally, Or, but who knows, it's still there. So you right. have this wonderful company, AdNet, AccountNet. Mm-hmm. What was the, the stim for starting it? And tell our listeners a little bit about, about what it, what you do there and what it does. 
Well, first off, uh, AdNet AccountNet is a professional staffing and executive search firm. So we place people uh, with customers, federal government and corporate customers across the country and place people across the country. Uh, typically have areas of expertise in accounting and finance, human resources, legal. Uh, we place people in areas of administrative support, and we also have a, a niche offering of EEO compliance and reasonable accommodations. These are the people who support people who are blind or deaf with reading and scribe services. So we really, really love that work. It's very fulfilling. What had me start at it is I was in the professional staffing industry with a, with a national company, and they sold to a bigger company. So the, the culture of the organization shifted, and many of us started to leave because the, the wonderful culture, the cohesive culture that was there previously started to melt away. So rather than go work for another company, I was young enough where I thought, well, you know, I have an opportunity here. I'd like to start my own company to see if I can do this. And I did. Took my, my savings, uh, took guidance from mentors and people around me, and, uh, and I started AdNet back in 1990. So we've been through four economic downturns, and we wow. have come out stronger each time. Um, uh, a little, little, what's the word I want, uh, beaten up through each downturn, but have come out of it with more lessons and reinvented ourselves. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful in the, in the moment of those, of those times, it was difficult. Um, but I'm grateful for what we learned and we actually were very fortunate to have done very well through the pandemic uh, because of the type of businesses that we worked with, and I believe also the transition to remote work helped us because we were all very, very focused and uh, less distracted. And that's so important. Was reinvention a part of the secret for being in business for like over 30 years? Yes, yes. I think for me, it was um, because that kept me and continues to keep me enlivened and empowered as a leader. Uh, I, I'm sure you talk to a lot of people and you must see it in yourself. When you're an entrepreneur, sometimes the, the leader is not always the most popular person. Sometimes we're the most revered and sometimes we're the least popular. And uh, even when criticism is unfounded, we still have to, you know, take it and move on with a smile on our face. So, um, again, I just learned how to recreate myself and the company, and I have been so fortunate to have an amazing group of people that have uh, worked for AdNet, really, really blessed, because it's not about me. It's about the team that makes the company operate well. And I, I totally support that and believe in that wholeheartedly. That's so important. And innovation, you know, being able to shift and to change when when there are challenges afloat and things are shifting in whether it's economy or, or you know, 
COVID or whatever, that's essential to be able to recognize that you have to grow, you have to change, and you have to be able to reinvent yourself as you've done over the years to not just stay in business, but also, Betsy, to to go beyond just staying in business and, and doing well and prospering and having your team members feel good and and be sustained and prosper as well. So what what are some of the challenges that that you face in your business? Hmm. Well, it's always being relevant. Uh, you know, and when I talk about the relevance, it's keeping each other inspired because Staffing is staffing. You you place people and there's always other roles that have to be filled. And what's important is that always looking for the greater good of why we do what we do. And a lot of the customers that we represent and the contracts that we're on have a lot of meaning to them. You know, whether whether it's working with people who are blind and deaf, working with people who are involved in gathering information for substance abuse, uh, youth-related matters, uh, clean energy across the country, you know, and, and that's just naming, naming a few. But we have, we, we work with, with customers that we can see that this little bit of work that we're doing is helping towards some type of greater good. And that's important. That's really important. I, and I believe that, too. I think that that's important. And I think that's essential in, in life, in work, and in, in just building a community and also a team and, and helping to shift what's going on in our mm-hmm. world. I think that's essential. Mm-hmm. So we talked about some of the challenges. What are some of the, the joys and some of the wonderful moments that you can recall Well, there's there's so many, Joanne, and and I'll say that it starts with our teams. And there have been many times over the years that I have had people employed for the company and reached dreams, you know, came into the company maybe younger in their career or at a transition stage in their career. And and really won in their roles, you know, where they they took themselves to another level of challenging themselves, you know, overcame some some fears, um, really learned something new about themselves. And, and seeing an employee win for whatever reason, it, whether it's professionally or whether it's, it's transition in their life, that could be marriage, that could be a divorce, because sometimes divorce is good. Um, having kids, raising families, all of that, that, that is fulfilling. Another really, really prideful moment as Adnet is when we won our small business administration certification as an 8A company, and that occurred in 2016. So I had applied for that certification. This was our third attempt back in 2016. And and that is a government certification that is given to a company that can prove social and economic disadvantage. 
the long narrative I had to write was showing my social disadvantage and discrimination as a woman and as being part of the LGBT community. And I believe that my company was one of the first that won the certification using LGBT as our discriminator. I also won because of gender, but was also factored in was LGBT. So that was not only a milestone for ADNET, having applied the third time, didn't give up and, and won, but it was also a very important win for the LGBT community. And, you know, that's so very important. And, and never giving up is, is a very critical way to be, not just for a leader, but for, for many of us going through challenges. It's about really being able to recognize, like you said, maybe you have to reinvent yourself. Maybe you have to do something a little bit different. But don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your passion mm-hmm. and be able to move forward. And you've done that. And that's incredible. And congratulations for that because that's big. So as a businesswoman and have gone through like 30-plus years, what kind of advice can you give leaders and, and other people who are in business who want to move forward, especially in the, these particular times that we're living in, Betsy? You really have to be aware of your surroundings in business. You have to listen. You have to pay attention to the signs, you know, of what's really working, how are your teams, what's not working, and and really have an honest conversation. I've seen more often than not, and I am definitely guilty of this in, in my career, where you kind of sometimes turn the other cheek like that really can't be happening or um, that individual is not really serving the organization or am I really in integrity with myself and as a leader if I'm allowing this. So I've had that those things occur. I have Uh, And sometimes that was difficult, exited individuals that really were not serving the greater good of the company, but they were really just serving themselves. And it's, it's difficult. And, but those decisions have to be made. So in the, in the moment when you think, oh my gosh, am I going to survive this? What's going to happen? As a good leader, you need to trust your intuition. You know, you really do know deep down when something is right and when there's red flags. And when the red flags start to really pop up, you have to take action to no longer allow that behavior in your company or around you. And, you know, Joanne, that's not just about business. That's in life. I mean, how many times have we all, and, and, and I will want myself in that, have we stayed in um, relationships too long or tolerated behaviors within relationships, whether that's friends or families, and it caused us pain? You know, so that's so that very important to be able to recognize when, and you're right, it's not just, 
in business, but it can be no. socially and and in you know with your family to recognize mm-hmm. when people are really not helping and and just not putting up with certain kinds of behaviors as you're talking about. I had that experience in business too when I had to fire other leaders that that presumably were doing great jobs, but they were just there, like you said, for themselves and not for the greater good and not for their team. And it's not an easy task to do, but you have to do that little bit of soul searching that you mentioned too to really kind mm-hmm. of look at your intuition and think about, well, what's what's going to serve the greater good? Keeping these people... Mm-hmm doesn't do that and and but it's not easy to let people go if you I mean that's, no. that's a difficult experience I'll tell you and you know that and but it's not always yep. easy but like you said you have to make that decision and it's a hard decision but it's an important one and we need to do that so what other what other kinds of challenges have your team has your team experienced and do they vocalize what some of their concerns are as well as some of their positive aspects of being, you know, in the company, in the organization? Well, especially through COVID, we have had to be hyper-focused on mental health, you know, our contractors. Uh, You know, at the beginning, when there were the work-from-home orders, it was, frightening you know we're seeing we were seeing so much on tv that was conflicting information and and you know in 2020 was also a a presidential election so you you put all the political noise on top of everything it was really a lot to consume because there was so much negativity and you know joanna tell the truth we still have a lot of negativity out there i don't even I, I, I keep my distance when it comes to news now because it's not kind. And if there's something I really have to know, I will find it out, but I don't need to have it in my face every day. Um, only is it not so, kind. The, a lot of it is not true. And that's the correct, challenge. You correct. have to be able to recognize, oh, just because somebody's espousing it, that doesn't mean that that's the truth. Exactly. And, you know, especially through COVID, there were so many differing opinions on, you know, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine, this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, when when the working from home was ongoing, the isolation set in. So I think the novelty at first was for everybody, oh, you mean I can work from home and stay in my pajamas? This is great. But when the isolation and the endlessness set in, and, you know, companies have changed their work model. I know we are in a hybrid, and most of my corporate employees live in other states now because we found we can do our job even better and not have to be in the same state. But for, for people, there still tends to be that isolation. And I still have conversations with, with people that are struggling. So... You have to you have to just pay attention to people's well-being. You can't just take it for granted that everybody's okay or I feel good so everybody else is okay. You know, again, you pay attention to the red flag. People are struggling. And then you add on 
layers of hate that keep permeating our, our senses all the time. It's really a much more difficult world to be in than it was 20 years ago. Sadly, it's true. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I have a lot of faith mm-hmm. in, in, in hopefully being able to, to shift this world to a more inclusive, caring, yes. whatever kind of place where there is acceptance and celebration of each, you know, each one of us and, and who we are, regardless of... Yeah, and, and Julian, uh-huh. part of that is why I wrote the book, you know, to say that... We can have struggles, we can be different, and we can shift it because if we interrupt the bad behavior, eventually it's going to start quieting down. And for as challenging as the world is, there is so much goodness in it. There are so many good people in it. And there's a lot of love here. We have to keep seeking the love being around those people, being, being choosy where we want to put our time and, and continue to have faith and be connected to some kind of powerful source, whatever your belief is, that keeps us grounded and kind and honest. And I love that because I, I totally believe that too, Betsy, and I think it's so important. There, there are many people doing incredible things and caring and loving and, and so many wonderful things to be thankful for in the midst of a lot of this other stuff. So that's so very important. Yep. We are at that magical moment. Tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you and how they can get your book Shake It Off Leadership, Achieving Success Through the Eyes of Our Labels. You can reach me two places. So uh, the website for my book for Shake It Off Leadership is BetsyCerulo.com. You can find the book Shake It Off Leadership as well as my children's book, Miss Crabapple and Her Magical Violin, on Amazon. But both links are on the website. You can also learn more about our staffing business at uh, adnetp3.com. But if you Google my name, Betsy Cerullo, you will find these websites. And um, anything else I can offer, please reach out via those websites. Beautiful. So tell us a little bit about that children's book. Well, Miss Crabapple came out of a, a story that I was telling my youngest or now my oldest granddaughter, when she was six. So Saturday night was story time, and she always asked my wife and I if we would tell a story. So in the moment, I made up a story, and after she went to sleep, I came downstairs and said to Susan, I was like, that's a pretty good story. I better write it down before I forget it. (laughs) So that's how it came about. Yeah, yeah, it sat sat for a while, but uh, it finally got published. Beautiful. What do you want people to get out of your book? Not the children's book, but the Shake It Off Leadership mm-hmm. book. What? I, want, I want you to know that even when times can be challenging, never give up. And if you have a dream that matters that much to you, 
You take it all the way. Don't let any label get in your way. Don't let any obstacle get in your way. Just find another way through it. Beautiful, and that's so very important. We need to hear that. We need to embrace that, and we need to live that. Thank you so much, Betsy Cerullo. You are a gift, and I appreciate you being on Power Your Life. Uh, Joanne, thank you. Same to you, and I hope our paths cross again. Be well. You too. Thanks again. So think about what Betsy Cerullo said, because it's so important to really take a look at what's going on in our world, really be able to recognize that that you don't want anybody to label you, and you don't want people to put you into a particular category and, and dismiss you for all of the wonderful aspects of who you are. And that's so very important that if you don't want it, that we don't do that to other people too. And also what Betsy left us with, which I think is so powerful, we need to hear this, is that if you have a dream, a goal, a passion, no matter the obstacles, no matter what stands in your way, and and there can be many challenges, don't give up. Don't give up on who you are. Don't give up on your dream and be able to find ways, alternative ways, whatever, to be able to move forward and live what you choose. I'm Dr. Joanne White, and if you want to get a hold of me, go to docwhite.org. That's a short version. And remember, each and every day you have a way to empower yourself. Take a few steps in that direction today. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.